stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, welcome back. A lot more still to get to here this afternoon. Rob Breckenridge with you on a Friday afternoon. We've got Stampeders football tonight for you, taking on the Riders. Pre-game 530, kickoff at 7 o'clock. Angela Kokon's going to be in at 3 o'clock today with Calgary today. It means the Friday free-for-all between 3 and 4 this afternoon. All right, so uh, some proposed changes to the provincial boundaries, the electoral boundaries in Alberta. Uh, there's been a review that's been underway. And you probably heard about it. They were seeking uh, feedback and consultation from Albertans. Uh, So they've come up with the recommendations. Uh, Under these proposals, extra MLAs would be added to Edmonton, Calgary, and the Airdrie-Cochrane area. But in order to keep the same number of MLAs we have now, uh, that would mean three fewer seats elsewhere in rural Alberta. And obviously, that's in response to Alberta's changing population and growing population, certainly growing in, in the cities and very much so in that, that Airdrie Cochrane area. So how do we strike that balance between trying to have more or less the same number of voters in each riding, but also recognizing the geographical challenges of some of these, these rural ridings? Well, joining us to talk more about the work the commission's done and the recommendations they've made, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, our guest, uh, Justice uh, Myra Abilby, who is uh, an appeal court judge and uh, was heading up this uh, Boundary Review Commission. Uh, judge Bilby, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. All right. Well, what was your mandate? Our mandate is set out in legislation called the Alberta Electoral Boundaries Commission Act. Uh, it established a commission uh, October 31st, 2016, to investigate uh, the 87 provincial constituencies in Alberta and to make recommendations as to any that what we thought uh, should be redesigned, uh, made into a different size or shape as a result of uh, circumstances that have changed since the last time this was done eight years ago. The legislation applies, uh, provides for a review every eight to ten years. So we were established a year ago. We uh, undertook a series of public hearings and uh, had many people write in, which was terrific. Uh, came out with an interim report in late May that was posted on our website. We invaded further uh, comments and consultation, had another round of public hearings around the province in July, and now we've uh, tabled our final report with the Speaker of the House, the Legislature, making recommendations for each of uh, Alberta's 87 constituencies. Now, some of them, of course, we didn't make any recommendations for change, but others we did. Okay, so uh, you mentioned there's 87 seats, and the recommendation would be to stay at 87. We had no power to change that. Oh, if there had, would, was to have been a change, it would have had to have been done by legislation prior to the const, our, our um, commission being constituted. So that didn't happen, so we were left at the 87. I see. Um, so what are the, the factors then that go into considering wh- whether we need changes or what those changes should be? Sure. It's uh, spelled out in the law, spelled out in the uh, uh, Act that I referred to, and also in uh, some case law from the Supreme Court of Canada and the Alberta Court of Appeal from about 20 years ago. So uh, the uh, we're instructed to start by looking at the population of the province, as set out by the 2016 federal census, 
That information came out last February, February 8th. So we took the population of the province, we divided it by 87, and that gives you your average provincial average. Now, that doesn't mean every one of the 87 constituencies should be at or near that number, but it's a starting point. And that starting point yielded the number of 46,803 people. So the next step is to take each individual constituency in turn, look at the actual number of people in that constituency, and say, well, should that be adjusted to bring us closer to the provincial average number uh, to make sure that Albertans continue, can continue to be effectively represented by their MLA? And the things that we were to keep in mind when making that assessment are to try to avoid dividing up uh, towns and cities, to try to avoid crossing the municipal boundaries of Edmonton and Calgary, to try to keep neighborhoods together, to try to keep uh, Indian reserves together using the term in the legislation, uh, to try to keep common communities of interest together. And so that's what we did. The app provides that you can't go more than 25% from the provincial average number in any event. So that told us, just looking at the current map, the map that exists now prior to any changes, that, for example, the West Yellowhead uh, constituency, which includes Jasper Park and Jasper Townsite, right now is 32% below the provincial average. So that uh, we had no alternative but to make recommendations for that type of constituency. Similarly, with uh, Calgary Southeast, which is uh, 97% above the provincial average, we had no choice but to make recommendations for that. But in the course of doing that, we looked at every constituency, went around the province, Edmonton, Calgary, and uh, saw whether adjustments uh, sh should be recommended to bring it close, closer to these goals, and we made those recommendations. Okay, so we'll still have some variance. It's probably not realistic to, to have 87 ridings with uh, exactly the same number of people in each. Oh, for, absolutely. You're absolutely right. For example, we left uh, significant room to grow in North Calgary and southeast Calgary, because that's where the trend grow, growth trends have been. So, for example, the constituency of Calgary North, we on our design, we left it 16% under the provincial average, because, I mean, houses are being built every day out there. Similarly, with the new Calgary Northeast constituency, we've left that 14% under provincial average uh, to allow uh, for the growth that's going on there. And in the, then some of the more central, well-developed, uh, completely developed out uh, constituencies in Edmonton, Calgary. We left much closer to the uh, average number because it's not anticipated that the growth in those areas will be larger than uh, average provincial growth over the next eight to ten years. Okay. Um, now, there, there are those, obviously, who fear then that, that fewer rural seats will mean less of a rural voice in the legislature and that these can be geographically very large ridings can be a challenge for MLAs to to get to all quarters of, of their constituency. Mm -hmm. So how, how, do, how does that factor in? Well, uh, it's true there are uh, larger geographic sizes for constituencies all around the province, mm -hmm. um, but we can't assume that the challenges of communication and transportation will be the same for every MLA outside of Edmonton or Calgary as there are for uh, the ones within. For example, the MLA for the new constituency of uh, Spruce Grove Stony Plain will have a much shorter 
distance to travel to the legislature than somebody coming from Calgary Mountain View, right? So we can't just assume that just because you're outside of Edmonton or Calgary, you're going to have more challenges. It really depends where you are in the province. So we also looked at roadway connections. Uh, do you have roadway in a, a given constituency? Are there roadway, all-weather roads, north, south, east, west? And, of course, in the north, that's not the case everywhere. So we took that into account. But we also took into account the better availability of communication through uh, social media, through email, uh, and uh, the opportunities that MLAs have to reach their constituencies through those means simply didn't exist even 10 years ago in some areas of the province. Okay. Um, now, obviously, then, when we're adding new boundaries or, or adding new new ridings or, and removing ridings, uh, that's going to impact uh, neighboring ridings. So what, what's the trickle-down effect, then, of, of carving out these, these new districts? Well, uh we didn't, we didn't start by saying which places in the province are entitled to new pl- uh, ridings and which places have to give up ridings. It was more a mathematical approach, if you like, starting in the northwest corner where there's a special constituencies that are allowed to be under because they're so huge, uh, Central Peace Notley and Lesser Slave Lake, and going around the province in a clockwise direction. Uh, you're absolutely right. What we did with one constituency very much affected what we did with its neighboring constituency. But as we went around the province, we found areas where the average growth was much below the provincial average. And we've had a huge population growth in the last eight years. People maybe don't appreciate that because they think people have moved out of Alberta due to the uh, economic oil and gas issues uh, over the last couple of years. But in fact, we're the fastest growing place in Canada over the last eight years. We have a 14% increase in population. More than 600,000 people moved into the province net of those who left over the last eight years. And uh, that uh, has largely driven our work because those people didn't move equally into the 87 constituencies as you can imagine they moved primarily into Edmonton, Calgary, Grand Prairie and Fort McMurray and so while the whole province has grown to a degree areas like Cold Lake or Stettler haven't grown as fast and so when we're looking at our jigsaw puzzle and designing the 87 pieces that fit have to fit together here uh, the areas where there the po- has been not a population drop but a very slow growth, they're nowhere near the average uh, population. So, for example, right now, looking at our uh, current map, uh, Lac Labiche, St. Paul, Two Hills is 20%, 21% below provincial average, very close to the maximum allowed by law. And the next uh, neighboring constituency, Bonneville, called like 19% below. So if you look at that whole area of northeast of uh, Edmonton, you see that there's been slow growth up there. Uh, similar uh, analysis in the southern, uh, southeast portion of the province around uh, Drumheller, Stettler, Little Bow, Strathmore, Brooks. Again, uh, uh, population growth that didn't keep up with the rest of the province. But then you go to other areas like Banff Cochrane, which has just been explosive in its growth, or Airdrie. And so just look, you know, moving the pieces of the puzzle up and down to try to get close enough to the average population uh, has resulted in these recommendations. When we started out, we didn't know where, whether there should be any change or where the new constituency should go. But simply moving around in this way, it became obvious. 
the change the changes that would have to be made. All right. So what's the next step here then? The next step is over to the legislature. Our job is done as of yesterday. The legislature will then, uh, when it meets, I guess it's coming back toward the end of the month. I think so, yeah. This will go on the list of things that it's going to consider. And uh, ultimately, it will pass legislation uh, setting the boundaries. And then those new boundaries will take effect just before the next provincial election. All right. Well, people can find out more uh, about the commission's work. It's ABEBC, Alberta Electoral Boundaries Commission, ABEBC.ca. Uh, Justice Bilby, thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Thank you for your interest. All right. Take care. Uh, all right. That is uh, Justice Myra Bilby, who is the uh, chair of this commission, also an appeals court judge. Uh, so talking about the work they've done, the recommendations they've made, now goes to the legislature. Our number here, 403-974-TALK, 974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.